In the heads trying to suppress me with medicine called the media. Change up the history books, Wikipedia lies. They be beating you, be making you sick. True serum is the only real fix, and I'ma spread it all around like ticks. Spread the Lyme disease, contagious like germs every time that you sneeze. In the air that you breathe, and trading your lung. Have the truth rolling off your tongue. This war has just begun. Won't stop till the battle is won. Light of the world just like the sun. I'm a virus infecting the minds of the lost. Wake them up to the truth at all costs. Gonna spread all over the planet. Cannot be silenced. Any Christ is the ultimate violent tyrant. What you're hearing is contagious. We got a sickness whose symptoms include a relentless pursuit of the truth. This infection is infectious. We warn you now, you're listening to your own risk. You're hearing is contagious. We got a sickness whose symptoms include a relentless pursuit of the truth. This infection Yo. is infectious. We warn you now, you're listening Yo. to your own risk. Let's critically think about the world that we live in from the beginning. We've been lied to and tricked in the sinning. The devil really thinks that he's winning. People bend morals and values to fit in. A truth is sort of spread all over the land. Been derailed by the God of this world. From the plan, let the truth be told. It's time we take a stand. Spoon fed lies from the media's hands. But you're soon gonna find for real. Like it or not, can't see anything in your views. A blind spot you forgot while you sit on the side. The world rots. This song is like smoking on medicinal pot. It's a cure for all the one and no syndrome. You don't care about. Throwing wine over your home FEMA got America split up in 10 zones Ignorant to the truth that the Bible's shown What you're hearing is contagious We got a sickness whose symptoms include A relentless pursuit of the truth This infection is infectious We warn you now, you're listening to your own What you're hearing is contagious We got a sickness whose symptoms include A relentless pursuit of the truth This infection is infectious We warn you now, you're listening to your own risk That's Destiny Lab, in case you didn't know. 
What's up, Rosie? How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> what's up, Rach? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing real good. We have a great episode today for the podcast. I think you guys are going to really like it. Uh, it's a great interview with our buddy Ark. But before we get into that, Rosie, what do you know? Hey, I got uh, two. Two? All right. Two things that I know. <laughs> one, uh, you know what? Let me do the other. I'm trying to think which one I'll do first. Whatever. Here, I'll say this. Okay. Did you know, uh, do you think you know how who invented the uh, the burger? The burger? Yeah. Well, um, I thought the burger came from Germany. I thought it, you, you know. You might think that, right? I thought, like, that's what I thought. I, yeah. Hamburg, Germany, right? The hamburger? Yeah. Frankfurter. Frankfurter for the, uh, yeah, the yeah. hot dog, yeah. Yeah. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Um, it was actually Kim Jong Il in two thousand. <laughs> oh, two, oh yeah. my bad. I'm so sorry. In North Korea, he came up with it. I um, always forget how great he, that man is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's yeah. He claimed that he uh, in two thousand Kim Jong Il of North Korea came up with the idea to serve a quote double bread with meat to his top students, professors, and special researchers in Pyongyang. Um, the revered leader went on to create a special factory to mass produce his new invention and has since made the prize meal available to most of his people. The the, the meat with double bread. Double bread with meat, yeah. <laughs> That's so revolutionary. The fact that the fact that you would put bread on both sides. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Genius. Yeah. He's really overlooked. He's a savant. Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh <laughs> speaking of savants and closer to what um what the guest is okay and, yeah. but i don't want to ruin anything uh but uh our buddy who is also hip hop hip hop artist kanye west yeah yeah uh got busted uh torrenting music software oh oh this, this is, is funny a couple of years ago yeah. yeah so he uh he posted a screenshot on uh <laughs> this is really oh, funny no. <laughs> yeah so he got uh he posted some screenshot of like his computer He's on and, like LimeWire or something. Yeah, he had like a, a tab open to the Pirate Bay. No, and he was, no. <laughs> and he uh, was found downloading uh, this music software to produce music <laughs> called Serum. Oh, wow. That's the software thing. So he basically downloaded an illegal software they didn't pay for. Yeah. The guy's a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy the whole suite for it. <laughs> you can probably buy the. Well, I don't know back then. Um, he probably didn't because he didn't have any money. He was broke, but... Uh, oh, he went broke for a while, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so that's funny. But uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. Our guest, I don't think he got caught yeah, he being a millionaire and stealing... <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> stealing probably not. A couple hundred dollars software. <laughs> uh, I, don't think he, I don't think he's that type of guy. No. Would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's... Uh, it's man, it's, we're off to a great year. Um, I wanted to do a podcast, a little bit different podcast. I reached, I reached out to to our guests to, for that we're going to have on the show today, and a while ago. But uh, it's good because things have been so crazy and hectic, and you know, with the inaugurations and the presidential and all the the capital. I have some really crazy stories. If you guys follow us on Instagram, I've been doing some some Instagram lives like once a week or so uh, from my truck. You know, it's truck time with Turner. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and, uh, usually I'm driving, but, uh, I didn't even, I couldn't even get to my job up on Capitol Hill, um, because the, the, the 
they had expanded the bubble of protection around the Capitol. Uh, many, many, like uh, many, many blocks. We're talking, uh, and it was military block. At first, it was like a, a, a just a Metro PD guy, you know. And I was like, "Hey, I gotta go to my job. I'm working." And he's like, oh, "All right, go ahead." You know, he let me drive through. Then, the, then, like a couple of days later, it was like a, a Humvee with a dude with like M4, you know, standing there, and he's like, "You're not getting through." And I was like, "I have a job." He said, "I don't, I don't care. You're not getting through." And I was like, you're not wearing a mask. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Because <laughs> I wasn't wearing one. So, uh, uh, anyways, we have a great guest. And we have a special. We played a song already. We're going to have another song at the end of the uh, episode for you to check out off of Shift Your Paradigm, which is their album, Destiny Lab. Our great guest is Ark. And I'm going to introduce him and have the interview on the other side of this. So sit back, grab a coffee and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Out War. We have a wonderful guest with us on the podcast, and I'm excited about this one. It's a little different for us this time. Uh, you know, we, we've we done a, well, actually, we've done a podcast or so uh, with some music involved with, like, my daughter Maggie and some other people, but uh, this one's, like, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching the uh, latest Faust Brothers uh, documentary on uh, the Masonic influence, on just probably a couple weeks ago and at the end of the documentary there was this song playing and it was so good and so catchy i was like what who is that what so i had to look it up i finally found it and i was like oh my gosh this is great and then i just started consuming the music the band was called it's called destiny lab and we have with us on the podcast arc arc the founder the singer of destiny lab welcome to the podcast brother Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, we have a free uh, a gift of a song for you guys at the end of the podcast. You can you can if you you gotta stick around, and listen to the whole interview, and at the end we'll play one of his songs. And uh, but Ark, tell us a little bit about uh, how you got into where you are and kind of like from the beginning, because most people don't know may may not have heard of you, but most not most people don't know how. You, how you ended up where you are today and what you're doing. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's a bit of a story here, so you have to bear with me. Just interrupt me if you need to. But <clears throat> So basically I, I make music about, you know, all the strange subjects of the paranormal, uh, you know, the fallen angels and the Nephilim, aliens, mm-hmm. secret society, um, all this New World Order, all these different types of subjects. <clears throat> And uh, I grew up in actually in a Christian home and I was always into the paranormal and weird stuff. Mm -hmm. And my parents uh, in their house had this Freemason regalia because my mom inherited it from her great or uh, her grandfather Mm -hmm. because she had a bunch of Freemasons on her side. So I had all this kind of weird Freemason stuff. So I was like, always saw these symbols and, and, you know, wondered about that. And then I, uh, uh, 
at an early age, like about 12 or 13, we lived out in the country and my brother and I discovered a uh, satanic ritual site uh, where these actual animals have been sacrificed uh, and and an altar set up and we had to call the police and I just really freaked, freaked us all out. But and it also made me realize, wow, there's like evil out yeah. there that's real, a real Satanist that really like sacrifice animals. And it, it happens in like small little towns where I'm from. This is like creepy and out of this world, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of was weird, you know? And uh, <clears throat> I was into, you know, so I grew up with, you know, Star Wars and, and break dancing when it first came out. So I got big into break dancing, big into following rap music, but I ne- not, never necessarily wanted to be a rapper. I just kind of liked rap music and, and always did it for fun. Like would memorize songs with my friends and rap. So I knew I could rap, but never intended to be a rapper. I don't necessarily like performing or being the center of attention or on stage or anything like that, but <laughs> I knew how to rap and I knew I was also into the paranormal. And then I got into special effects makeup about around the age of 15. So I taught myself how to make masks and prosthetics and all that kind of stuff and making monsters. And I got deep into aliens and I wanted to make the most realistic alien you could possibly imagine. So I was making, you know, I mean, actually made sculptures for MUFON, yeah. uh, MUFON bust of aliens. And, uh, wow. and I moved, uh, moved to Hollywood at the age of 18 and uh, to work as a special effects makeup artist. And the first movie I ever worked on was The Lawnmower Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie, but it's all about transhumanism yeah. and alchemy and using alchemical symbols to turn a human into a superhuman and, uh, and like basically transhumanism. And so all these things were jumbled up in my mind, all these things I experienced. And, and when I went to Hollywood as well, I got kind of off on the prodigal century, even though I was raised in a Christian, I kind of wandered from that for a few years and I got into going to grateful dead concerts, taking a lot of psychedelics, um, going to, you know, rainbow gatherings, these types of things. And at these different events that, that filled in another gap of like what the new age and the occult kind of is. And, and so all these things were kind of coming together, but then I, I got deep into studying abductions because I, like I said, wanted to create the most realistic aliens. And I thought, well, where else am I going to get the best description, but from people who are actually abducted by aliens. Right. So, I was studying every abduction experience as I could and, and trying to find the universal overlaps of how they were describing these, the, what these aliens look like. And it was pretty incredible because I started seeing all these overlaps of things that remind me back to my Christian upbringing. And one of them being, you know, this whole idea of evolution, you know, that we're evolving to this higher uh, ascended beings, what they would always tell people that, you know, basically that you're a God, you know, that human beings are gods and that we're all gods and that we all we need to do is look within and, uh, and forget Jesus and the savior and all that kind of stuff. We are God. And then I thought, where have I heard this before? Oh, the original sin of the serpent. Mm-hmm. When he told Eve, <laughs> if you eat of this fruit, eat of this fruit, ye shall be as gods, you know, and this was also the story of Lucifer, you know, why was Lucifer tossed out of heaven? Because he wanted to be like God. 
And, uh, and, you know, and that got me deep into studying back into the religious aspect of these things. And I, so I started to recognize that this stuff was demonic because literally they were, their main focus of these alien beings or people who were channeling these entities was basically always one of their main things they wanted to tell people is Jesus wasn't real. Christianity is false. You know, don't trust the Bible. Jesus was just another avatar like Krishna, Buddha, and, and all you need to do is look within and you're a god. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically it's the same old story over and over and over again, but they could never make up their minds as to where they were from or what they looked like. Mm-hmm. It was always a different disguise. Some of them were mantises, some of them were Nordics, some of them were alien greys, some were reptilian, but they all seemed to have this theosophical Luciferian agenda at their root cause. And, uh, and then I, I found uh, out about sleep paralysis and the abduction experiences and the people that were getting cured from sleep, sleep paralysis from uh, the work of Joe Jordan, the C4 Research Group, and, and others like that, that were showing that there were hundreds and hundreds of people that were suffering from abduction experiences for decades mm-hmm. that, in the end, recognized that this was demonic, rebuked these things in the name authority of Jesus, and it stopped, never to return again. It was a cure it, for people that had suffered for decades. And this is not just one person, it's hundreds and hundreds of people that this have told this experience. And so all these things kind of, you know, brought me, convicted me in a way to say, I, you know, I need to like expose this stuff in some way, you know, and I thought, and I, fe- I d- discovered there was a the genre called Christian hip hop in the mid nineties. Yeah. And uh, I started looking into that, but I couldn't find anybody really talking about this kind of stuff. So I just, I felt convicted to start doing it. So I started doing it with a friend officially started making music in the mid nineties and officially formed destiny lab in 2004, uh, exposing all these things. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the long answer. Sorry for that. <laughs> no, no, that's it's awesome, great, man. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you mentioned. Uh, so when you mentioned Christian hip hop, that that's funny. You know, Christian music for me has always been like a, a like a weird subject. I support it. I, I I I'm glad it's there, but I'm all I was always left like kind of um, wanting something a little deeper. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah, mainstream hip hop and mainstream. Christian music is, you know, I haven't found, I, I haven't connected with as much, but there are some underground people that are really talented that, that I really uh, respect and, and like, like to listen to. So. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you start the band? What, how long have you guys been group or the group? Sorry, the group. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we were making, we started making music myself and genetics, which is my, uh, the guy who makes my beats. We started making music together in 1992, believe it or not. Wow. And uh, we met in uh, Portland, just at a party randomly, and, and he was like beatboxing in the back room. I came back and started <laughs> rapping. <laughs> the rest is history. No, and uh, that's no, such we, a story, though. That's like that sounds so perfect. Yeah, it's true, though. It's true, and it's all kind of destiny. I mean, that's why we named this uh, the group Destiny Lab because all of these things that came together wasn't by you know, our choice or our like, you know, want or desire, it was like literally destined to be, it's crazy. And so, uh, yeah, we started making music in the, in the early, 
90s, but we officially formed Destiny Lab in 2004. So we, we, we took a, a break there for a while and then got back together. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can imagine that uh, this past year for you has just been amazing in terms of content to write about. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, we I was supposed to have this new album out like almost two years ago, the Shift Your Paradigm album, and one thing after another kept coming into place to to stop us from from getting it out. Hmm. And I kept wondering, you know, why is this God? What are you? What are we waiting for here? And then 2020 came along. And I'm like, oh okay, this is why. You know, we had to, we had to wait until all this started unfolding. So. Yeah, it allowed me to add a couple uh, extra tracks in there that were a little more uh, up to date about, you know, like the whole mask thing. I got a couple songs like Revelation and Raveline mm-hmm. uh, and The Sky is Falling. They're pretty relevant to our times. Yeah, yeah, I like The Sky is Falling. So uh, when when you started to to perform, I know you said you don't like to perform out and everything like that, but when you started to like really put your music out there, how was it, how was it received from like the mainstream Christian audience? Well, when I first started, uh, I was all about, you know, you're supposed to get signed, right? You got to find a record label and you get <laughs> signed and that's what you do, you know? And so we spent several years just making music, but not necessarily creating any CDs or, or, uh, put anything out there. We're just making music and then trying to find somebody to sign us. And, uh, but we couldn't find anybody. And matter of fact, I look back on it and think I'm crazy for even trying because that's the last thing that, that the Christian music industry would ever let out, especially the mainstream Christian music industry yeah. is the things that we were about. So, yeah. uh, at some point I realized, you know, I've got to do this independently. So, uh, uh, I think it was in 2010 is when we put our first CD out and it was actually a double CD. The fir- first two CDs came out at the same time and they had 17 songs on each CD. Mm-hmm. So wow. we had a backup of a lot of tracks that we'd been making that just been sitting on. And then, uh, but a lot of those tracks were made like in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Cause I was trying to like, I mean, I, like, there's a couple guys I listen to may, that are more mainstream in the Christian, like NF, um, you know, and he sings more about like mental health and you know his struggles in real life, you know. Um, but I like his style, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the content, you know, if you're not like for me, I, you know, I, I'm not normal by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't struggle with necessarily <laughs> depression right now or anything major in that sense so the songs they're meaningful to me but not in the same way when i listened to what you were singing about uh and i'm trying to remember the name of the song that was at the end of that faust brothers documentary um higher entities yes that's it yes and uh (laughs) i it just like it was just ringing true like what everything that i've because it's for me it's just some of this stuff you know within the last two years i've just been kind of um really being exposed to in a new way and you know this is coming from a guy who was in a pastor for you know vocationally for seven 16 years so it uh you gotta understand some of the deprogramming that had to happen in my own personal life to be able to yeah. you know so what it was sure. what you were singing about was just hitting 
home big time for me. And uh, I was just like, I, I remember I messaged Rosie. I was like, dude, you got to check these guys out. <laughs> and he's like, where'd you find that? <laughs> so nice, yeah. yeah. We've been blessed to work with the the Fall Brothers. We worked on another. We worked on the Higher Entities, and then uh, they had another documentary to put out called uh, The Hollow Earth Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Like a song about the Hollow Earth as well. And then a lot of people have heard of us on uh, Gon Shimura's uh, Age of Deceit documentaries which we're on uh, as well. Oh, uh, is that uh, is that the guy from Canary Cry? Yeah. Age of yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to check that yeah. out. Cool. So, um, so what do you think the what do you think ha- let's talk a little bit about like uh, what what's going on right now in the world and I just am curious about your thoughts. You obviously think through some of these things when you're writing your music, but what what are we headed towards, man? Like, is this, do you think this vaccine is like, uh, moving towards the mark or what's your thoughts on some of that kind of stuff? Well, I don't think the vaccine is the mark of the beast, but I think it's training wheels towards it. You know, all this stuff is programming always, you know, and, uh, it seems that this program is, is, not necessarily ran by mankind. I don't think, you know, that's the, that's I think the mistake. A lot of people think, you know, truth movement, they say, ah, oh, it's the Illuminati, it's the elite, uh, you know, all these people behind the scenes. And that that's true to an extent, to some extent, but not, not to the extent that, it, that of what's happening. You know, this is supernatural. What we're dealing with, we're dealing with this supernatural spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. you know, Ephesians 6, 11, 6, 12, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And that's what we're seeing right now. And I think when, you know, when Trump got elected and, and I would, I've never been deep into politics. I've never really rapped that much about politics, but when Trump got elected, something kind of a switch flipped and you saw it from these people running through the streets, wild eyed, foaming at the mouth, literally, you know, hitting people over the head with, you know, uh, anything they get their hands on and breaking windows and setting you know, cities on fire and you're just wondering. And then when you go up, what are you so mad about? What are you guys here for? They can't even answer. Mm-hmm. They'll blow away. Ah, just scream. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what is going on here? Something different just happened. And you see a supernatural flip where thousands, if not millions of people, I believe are being possessed and orcs or demonically oppressed on a mass level is what we're seeing. And they don't even know it necessarily, but uh, I think that, you know, the demonic realm works through invitation. A lot of these people have opened themselves up through invitation of working with, you know, all these things like the, the, the new age type things and the secret and yoga and all these things that they've transcendental meditation that have just become a, uh, all cool, taking ayahuasca, DMT, all these things, these are all gateways and portholes that people are, are really into that they think is really cool right now, and little they know what they're inviting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if the Holy Spirit isn't indwelling you, then something else will be. So if you're opening up your heart and you're opening up your um, your spirit, essentially, to be who knows what you're binding to, um, then you're going to open, you're going to open yourself up to, um, potential possession. And I don't think people realize the power in that and that you don't have a sound mind if you're not living with the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's different levels. I think some people are straight up possessed. Other people are just kind of oppressed and, and you know, they're depressed. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, with mental uh, problems, people that are just, you know, in a funk, people that just are angry or upset or mad or can't find, you know, any happiness in life and, and feel suicidal or need to take, you know, uh, be on some sort of drug or some sort of, something they need to take in to change their head, all the head space all the time. You know, all these things are, uh, of ways of, of inviting these familiar spirits. And that's the Bible calls them as familiar spirits. And mm-hmm. I think people get convinced because they go to a seance or a, we talk to a Ouija board or, a, a psychic that tells them, Oh, I'm talking to your grandma and, or your dead son or whatever. And they'll know details. And like, Oh, it's gotta be real. They know details of, you know, where grandma, you know, that's, but these things are ancient, ancient demonic entities. They've been around for a while and that's why they're called familiar spirits because they're familiar to you and your life. They're familiar to your belief system and they change their disguise and their costume based on your beliefs. You know, back to the alien thing and the fallen angels and the Nephilim, this is so important to understand because you look throughout time and you look at the people that used to believe in fairies and gnomes and these type of these things, you think, oh, they don't, people really didn't believe in that. Well, yes, they did. There were people that believed in that, just like people believe in aliens of today, and people were being abducted by these things. They were being created, these hybrid, uh, hybrid babies that were uh, called changelings, that were half human, half, half uh, elf creature, hmm. you know, and then they would have to, you know, know the name. It's, you know, going back to, some of the stories, you know, like uh, Rumpelstiltskin, you know, this mm-hmm. little known creature that came and promised this, this woman, you know, all this, uh, all this, you know, gold that she could, he could spin for her. And uh, the only thing he would ask her turn is this firstborn child, unless she knew her name, you know, all these things are kind of like demonically influenced or influenced through some sort of cultural uh demonic uh interaction or channeled interaction or witchcraft interaction and uh if you go back to you look at the book of enoch it tells us mm-hmm. the fallen angels brought these things uh brought the cutting of roots and pharmacia which is specifically witchcraft and drugs they're one and the same they work together and um and these these are this is why these things are so mainstream we're seeing this stuff externalized yeah. Now to the point where every kid out there is wearing like a, you know, Masonic symbol on their shirt mm-hmm. or some sort of a cult. When you go to the bookstores in, in a book aisle on Walmart, every book's on ghosts, goblins, uh, vampires, you know, demons, everything dark, evil, and occultic. The good has become bad and the bad has become good. And we're, we're seeing it right in front of us. I mean, it's, these things are unfolding. And I think in a way, it's almost kind of God's grace because he's allowing people to see, Hey guys, yes, there is evil. There is good. Pick yeah. which side, whom will you serve? Yeah. yeah. You know, straddle the fence. You can't pick both sides. You can't serve two masters. You need to pick who you serve. And I'm going to make it that more obvious. So you people yeah. will, will choose. And that's what's happening right now. And that's where our music has become so much more externalized than, you know, back in the late nineties, early two thousands, people thought we we're crazy. The seven stuff we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And now I got all these people contacting me back like, man, 
what's going on? This stuff's really happening. You know, so it's, it's, as we're, we're seeing the season, you know, no one knows the time or the date, but we can recognize the season. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's what we're seeing. You know, um, I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. <laughs> Turner, what were you going to say? No, no. I was just going to say, um, today I was listening to several different, um, musicians, one of them being Bob Dylan and another, another one being, uh, gosh, what's her name? Nicki Minaj. And they were talking about, like, <laughs> that's spirit. a change. And, well, it was it was a kind of a montage of musicians who have openly opened themselves up to either a the devil or yeah. a spirit, and so they're like saying what gives them their power, their in, their influence, or the way that they write music, and so they're they're opening themselves up to that as part of their um, creating process. But obviously, like the Holy Spirit is not in them, and so what you were saying though about like the systems that someone can be, um, you know, buying into either not knowing or knowing that they're buying into it. And then other people being outside of it and being just like, what is going on? I'm so glad that the music that you're writing is opening up people's eyes to what's actually going on Mm -hmm. because the world has so much just dark music that's putting out so much demonic stuff. And when you read the, the lyrics, they're like, you know, talking about like mental issues that sound an awful lot like possession or just like all of these terrible desires and people just totally living in the flesh. And those, that's going to be what the two systems are. You're either going to be part of God's kingdom and you're going to have his mark on your forehead, or you're going to be part of the beast system and you're going to do whatever it takes to stay in the beast system. So I think you will know when something is going to make you cross that line. And I think that as a believer, you know, you have to be really careful because even some of the elect are going to be deceived, but you are, if you're in the word, you'll be able to know what's not of God. Um, So I think that there are people who are slowly waking up to, okay, is this decision that I have to make for my livelihood, AKA the the COVID vax, is that going to be like, is it a slippery slope? Is it something that, you know, goes against my faith because it's suddenly in the limelight. So I'm glad that more people are waking up to it. And I don't believe that it might be the actual mark, but now everyone is programmed to, we just got to do what it takes to get to the new normal, whatever it is. And that's been programmed with, you know, IDs of all kinds and digitized money of all kinds. And so it's just going to make everything so much more easy. And if you're not buying into that system, all of a sudden you are, (laughs) <laughs> you're like evil, you're anti-science, you're anti-society, yeah. you don't. And so just to see when you start asking questions, the kind of vitriol you get really makes you stop and think. So hmm. I'm with yeah. you on that. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you. I feel like, uh, you know, there was when, uh, you know, as cliche as it sounds, but when Epstein died, that's air quotes when he died. Uh, I feel like that opened up many conversations that people weren't willing to have, you know, before or weren't weren't even exposed to. And it opened up so many opportunities yeah. to bring in like, well, you know, he was so then they're like, well, you know, he had these pedophile. He was, you know, child human trafficking. Well, why? Why kids? Why would they? Why would they do this with kids? And then, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of glad you asked. And then, <laughs> and then you start to unpack that for them. And I can remember, even in my own mind, when I was trying to wrap my head around it, like, why in the world? And then you just remember that the world belongs to Satan. 
you know, this is his mm-hmm. domain. We're, we're pilgrims passing through. This is in our home, right? So our kingdom's not of this world. So we, we're just, you know, in enemy territory and advancing God's kingdom here as much as we can. Why wouldn't he do that if this is truly his domain? You know what I mean? Like, why, yeah. why yeah. wouldn't he kill babies and do all of the evil that we see perpetrating that's been hidden for so long? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we look back in time, and there's entire civilizations based on human sacrifice, and you know, openly sacrificing babies and pulling a hard out of living people. I mean, this wasn't happening that long ago, and uh, and it, it's still yeah. happening today. And that's for reasons because people get power from it, demons get power from it, yeah. and it, and to an extent, it works. And these people want that power and they want all these things they get from it and they're going to pay a price, but they, they don't care because they're getting what they want now. And they're, that's what type of uh, individuals are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think it's Deuteronomy or Leviticus talks about there's power in the, in the blood or the life of the, the life mm-hmm. is held in the blood. And so there's, you know, if, if the word of God is mentioning this, then you know that the demonic forces are, are, clearly understand that you know yeah so yeah it's it's you know easy to well when you hide it behind a building and put planned parenthood on the front of it it you know yeah it's you can get away with it a lot easier you know and then call it well all you you gotta do is yeah call it something you know nice and and rosy and put pink flyers out you know all you got to do though is going back to the demonic frothing out the mouth wild-eyed demonic is look at people who talk who are pro you know abortion or talk about uh or even the thought of abortion being taken away from them Mm -hmm. looking at their reaction it's literally demonic because these beings are getting power from this and they're you know they're basically talking through these possessed women and these possessed people that they're uh, going through and they're freaking out and they don't know why. I mean, why would you be so into something like abortion of all things yeah. that you would just be freaking out if you couldn't get that? It's like, my goodness. It's like, look a little deeper here and let's look at, a, like I said, culturally, let's go back throughout time and let's look and be honest with ourselves and all these societies that have done this throughout time. Are yeah. we that, you know, we just have evolved past that now. I mean, Right. I mean, it was cultural programming back then, too, because it's what you did. You had to sacrifice to the god of, you know, fertility or um, a harvest or like it was just what you did. It's what there was probably huge pressure to do that. And the whole culture was built up around it. So now that I see in America, like, you know, it's Christianity is such a small um, part of it. And now they're even more. I think marginalized because of their stance on abortion, especially, but people are seeing it as because of propaganda, because of programming, people are seeing it as so like anti women and that, that really gets into like the programming is very, very strong. So it's a huge cultural influence, even though the word sacrifice might not be on there. um, It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, imagine if if they were openly sacrificing babies in the open in a Moloch altar, Mm -hmm. you know, the uproar that would happen. You know, I've got a song called uh, 
who's to decide. And it kind of compares the whole, that story. If a tree falls to the ground and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a sound? And it compares that to abortion. You know, these babies, nobody hears these babies cry, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it seems like it's, it's not even happening, but it is happening. And if we could only see that, if we can only, you know, people could realize how many babies are being murdered each day, mm-hmm. you know, it would, it would convict people to, yeah. to stop this, uh, this murder. Yeah, man. And that's why those images are so powerful when you see people standing in front of the clinics with the, you know, the photograph of, a, mm-hmm. you know, the, an infant that's been torn, you know, limb to limb and just horrifying. But, uh, yeah. So uh, I want to move on to a little bit. Well, it's still a dark subject, but it's a, a, a little bit less than baby murders. Um, uh, the alien, you mentioned the alien thing, and that was for part of your story. Um, you know, I see moving forward right now, just a huge, I mean, so in the news, literally, you know, they've talked about it. They disclosed alien, you know, this soft disclosure was happening during the Obama administration. And then now, uh, evidently, right before Trump went out, they had like some hard disclosure, basically, of of alien forces, some kind of, you know, they have, they're, they're so vague, but they call it hard disclosure. But um, it seems like because I know you stand where we do, Ark, and that's basically we know this is an alien. This alien is a demonic force. That you know, you know, Colossians one's pretty clear. You know, Jesus has made the the everything visible and invisible. So it's all it's all under him, and so he made it pretty clear what exists. And so I put that in the camp of demonic, you know, uh, presence being just exposed. And but it's it. What it is is the it feels like the whole world's getting set up for some big reveal that's going to happen yeah. to cause a mass yeah. deception, you know. Yeah, I mean they've been you know pro- programming us for you know decades here, and and it's kind of uh, escalating and growing exponentially, moving exponentially to a point where you know people are really anticipating something to happen quickly, especially with twenty. 2020 just being so crazy and you know what's next you know it's got to be something even worse you know or whatever but you know i mean i think i think it's it's it could go either way it could be something presented as something like scary and you know we've got to you know protect ourselves from from the aliens or it could be presented like the peace givers that have come to save humanity type of thing and i've seen that they've kind of laid out both things they've even laid out uh situations for a rapture type event if you mm-hmm. investigate the channeled information time and time again they talk about a great cleansing that must take place and and these people that are caught up in the age of pisces or the christian belief system must be removed or liquidated in order for the rest of us to evolve to a higher consciousness and and there's a lot of people talking about this back in the whole 2012 thing talking about the reason nothing happened is because we had all these crazy christians that held back you know, us from evolving because they still believe in the age of Pisces and we want to move on to the age of Aquarius. And, you know, the age of Aquarius is the water bearer is the symbol of somebody holding a bucket of water and dumping it. And so you go back to the whole ice bucket challenge and Mm -hmm. ritual. Wow. And then things that are going on right underneath our nose that we don't know about. There's one right there. 
Wow. You know, same thing with, uh, you know, BLM and say their names, say their names, say their name. You know, these yeah. people uh, practice African witchcraft, mm-hmm. the, the, the specifically the religion of IFA, and they pour out uh, libations before every gathering, before every meeting. They pour out libations and liquids in order for the spirits to drink that. They call on their names, and this brings forth the spirits to give to dwell within them. They, that's not me saying this. That's them admitting to this. Yeah. So when they, they say their names and you are participating in that, you're participating in a witchcraft ritual to raise these uh, because they, ha- they believe in uh, ancestor worship. And so they worship the dead, you know, and so yeah. this, is, this is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you mentioned the Aquarius. Uh, when when Trump on his inauguration in 2016, when he was elected, when they introduced him at his inauguration ball with Melania, that was the song that they came out to. They walked out to the dawning of the age of Aquarius. You know that old 60s. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so interesting. I know that makes me that makes me like go a little. Hmm. What's happening here? <laughs> Yeah, no, the people into the age of Aquarius, definitely it's an anti-Christian belief system because the age of Pisces was the fish, was the fish god. And so the age of Aquarius is moving past that. And there's a lot of people that definitely think we're already into that. And, you know, that's why they're removed religion so far. Uh, yeah. It's been so removed, you know. Well, I guess they were, everything that I've been seeing about that was that when we had the December 20th to the, I think, to 27th I believe it was that whole where Saturn and the two stars came together the two planets came together do you guys remember seeing all that mm-hmm. and it's it like happened yeah. on the winter solstice and that was supposed to be the dawning of the new age the great awakening you know the golden age or whatever you want to call it and mm-hmm. you know and it played into even some of this QAnon craziness stuff too because they were talking about this new golden age happening the great awakening uh, yeah, coming forth. Yeah, yeah. People don't realize that was all, you know, a lot of new age theosophical overtones going on there, mm-hmm. and uh, calling the, you know, Trump is this messianic type figure who's going to save us all, and you know, we should never put our hopes in any type of human, no matter how awesome they are being president. Carried by, you know, God is the one in control. God is the one with the plan. And God's the one writing the story. So, you know, That's right. we, we've got to just give praise to God. He's the one in control. He's got a plan. And I think it's a miracle. It's amazing that we're, we're counted to live in this amazing time to see these things unfold. You know, <laughs> yeah. people were only talking about this years, years ago. And now we're actually seeing it and, uh, and being able to discuss, you know, what's going to happen next. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's in, in, invigorating, I think, in a way, because it's just, uh, you know, that God has is in control and more and more people are waking up a, as these things are being revealed. So, Yeah. Yeah, the, the sad part about that is, or the hard part about that is, is when you read the Bible, you know what comes with that. <laughs> when you get to the end yeah. and... Yeah, no doubt. It's going to get worse. Yeah. It's, it's, not a, it's not easy for the believer. They have to... They have to stand in truth and proclaim with boldness, and uh, it's never received well. <laughs> Which yeah, yeah I, there's going to be a remnant. Yeah, exactly, man. Rosie, you got. I thought you had something you were going to 
say did you say did you have something you wanted to ask him uh i can't remember at the now sorry um <laughs> it's okay um i i one thing i was gonna say uh like this whole time uh like thinking throughout the whole thing and like all the different examples that we already talked about um like it, it, you touched on it with the like the the aliens um well i guess first i'll say it like this that you know the bible says there's nothing new under the sun and like in many th ways like the it's like i guess everything going on right now that's like happening currently still in my mind is like yeah but like this all happened before you know what i mean like i'm not really i'm at the point now where like it's like it's rare for me to find like a new conspiracy you know like some new thing to geek out about and i've been able to find a couple new ones um but like i, I was just thinking like back in um i'm not sure uh, you, you might be familiar arc with uh like I, I recently i don't know the last year or two read a lot of like jack valet stuff um oh, okay yeah in regards to like the ufos and when you're talking just about like the like the hippie new age counterculture. Like he, he has this one book that uh, it was written like the, the late, like 78 or like in the eighties. And uh, it was based on like his research when he was going around in like, I think the seventies and he's going to all these like cults that uh, they were all UFO cults, like where the leader was like mm -hmm. directly, uh, you know, there's a couple instances, you know, in Western Europe and the United States where they're like, I was a, you know, I was contacted by, you know, the Nordic or like the gray or whatever. And yeah, yeah it's like his whole thing is like literally every time, um, like it doesn't matter where it is, what kind of alien entity it is. It's always this new age thing. And it's always like yeah. Christianity's bad. And, and mm -hmm. the kind of wrapping it up with like what I meant about, there's nothing new under the sun. It's like, you know what happened right at the the rise of all like these ufo cults and like the ufo kind of explosion was like psychedelic drugs this whole stuff and a lot of like the stuff that you would see in the 60s and 70s is like demonic you know there's a presence at least from the looks you know like looking at videos of woodstock and just seeing people yeah. acting so crazy like they're not in control of their body anyway so it's like oh, yeah now 50 i saw that up close personal at these grateful dead shows man. yeah yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i got a bunch of friends that follow uh yeah maybe conversation off air but yeah yeah i know <laughs> i've heard from a lot of friends that went you know hang out with the um the rainbow people and all that fun stuff but it, yeah. it, it it's just like it's funny right around like 2010 it, like 50 years you know to like the, the rise you know 50 years after the 60s it's like all of a sudden, like, it's cool to be like this hippie again. And like, at, you know, the resurgence of like uh, these heavy, heavy, you know, like research chemicals and all the crazy, you know, LSD makes a resurgence yeah. and ayahuasca and, you know, people like Joe Rogan, like out there promoting it mm -hmm. so much. And at the same time, all of a sudden, all these people are starting to like really take aliens as a thing seriously. And so I, I, I almost see this huge cycle um like a resurgence and the biggest thing that it from what's different right now when i look at this versus like how the media handled ufos uh you know in the 80s or 90s or earlier up until 2010 is back in the day like 
all these mainstream media sources always downplayed aliens. Mm -hmm. They're like, you're crazy people. You think UFOs are real? You're stupid. Like, blah, blah, blah. Listen to us. We're so smart. We have science, you know, like, believe, you know, yeah. all this crazy stuff while they're doing their own crazy stuff. And now all of a sudden, like, right around in the last, I don't know if it was 2012 or 2015, somewhere in between, like, the whole milieu of everything. Now it's like, oh, you don't think aliens are real? You think, like, humans yeah. are the only people here? You idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. That's what, like, yeah. the Guardian's telling us is, like, Oh, so what? That's the biggest thing that hit me is like the the culture is trying to come back, but like now all of a sudden something that's deeply entwined with those like the of not being alone is now it's directly like against it. That, that's the biggest thing. I, I just it yeah. seems like this resurgence except for the key difference of now it's like aliens are really cool and that that's something I just yeah. was thinking about while we were talking. You were bringing all that up. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's very odd to yeah, me. Yeah, I think that's all part of the plan, you know. It's all part of, yeah. like, you know, uh, going back and forth, you know, of, of uh, you know, the carrot on the stick to nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're at these resurgence of different things, but it always kind of changes. If you look back yeah. and, like, the early turn of the centuries, people that were in you – know, channeling these beans or even in the 60s and 70s they were still saying oh these beans are from venus yeah uh they 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 live inside the moon or in the <laughs> 30s there's <laughs> you know, hitler was channeling these entities that were giant nordics that lived inside the the hollow earth yeah you know and they all told the same story you know coincidentally mm -hmm. and yeah. uh and all these groups are connected and the one thing that made it change to you know, aliens from faraway galaxies was this belief in evolution because mm -hmm. evolution told us that, you know, Oh, where there's water, there's life. And there's all these planets out there from so far away. And, you know, uh, and there's gotta be life if there's that many planets out there. But then we started realizing how far these planets are from <laughs> each other. And now almost everybody going back to Jacques Boulay and, and some of the specialists in UFO a culture, almost every UFO specialist now believes this is interdimensional. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're, you know, not many people believe this is nut and bolts crafts anymore. Yeah. You know, because of the the spaces between, it's just there's just too far distances, and you would have to turn yourself into a, a proton to travel that fast to ever get here and back or do anything else. So it's either some sort of interdimensional or wormhole or you know. Um, spiritual travel and more yeah. people lean more to the spiritual side because they see the connection throughout time of seances, Ouija boards, and the, and the things that people are told with these beings, the ascended masters, the, yeah. you know, all these different you know, disguises and different costumes that they wear, they all kind of say this same storyline. And if you go back to the secret societies and mystery schools, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, the Kabbalah or the Gnostics or the Jesuits or the Freemasons, or they all kind of believe, mm -hmm. or the Luciferians, they all kind of believe in one way or another, we are God, you know, we mm -hmm. are the thing, you know, within. And that's the, that's the common thing that's told through DMT experiences. So yeah. these people that are taking ayahuasca and DMT, they meet up with these serpent entities or mm -hmm. gnomes or alien, uh, you know, electric elves they call yeah, them yeah yeah right uh 
as Terrence McKenna would call them. And, you know, all these different people are kind of telling the exact same thing over and over and over again. You're a God, you're a God, you're a God, you know, same lie of the serpent in the garden. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and then you got on top of that, like I said, back to, uh, C force, uh, the C four research groups of hundreds of people now collected. If I mean, it's thousands, yeah. actually, it's way more hundreds. It's, it's tens of thousands of yeah. people that say that they've gone away, done away with these things by rebuking them in the name and authority of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And my wife is one of those people oh, wow. that suffered from sleep paralysis. They rebuked, recognized it, rebuked it, and it never returned. Mm-hmm. So I've got and uh, it's true. I mean, this is demonic. And it, I mean, people that are that see these shadow beings, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're aliens abducting them, which is just one of the disguises, or the hat man, mm-hmm. or the shadow beams, or the old the, hag. Uh, the old, the old hag. The yeah, Mothman. there's the incubus, yeah. succubus. I mean, yeah, Bigfoot. I mean, we're looking into a lot of costumes here. They've yeah. got quite a variety, depending on your belief system and depending on what you're into. They're they're happy to conform. I mean, they'll be a Buddhist monk if they need to. They'll be your dead grandma. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. It just depends on what you're open to. They need your permission. They need that open doorway. And once you give them permission, they're in. Yeah. And I was going to say, uh, we actually interviewed, um, Jim Jordan from, uh, did I just mix that up? Joe Jordan. Joe Jordan. Joseph Joseph Jordan. Sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's great. Yeah. And oh, that's all. Yeah. He's, he was awesome. I'm just to the point that what you were just making right there. Like, I remember I asked him on the thing because this was one of those things I always read about, you know, the experience thing, you know, people being literally, so they said, abducted, you know, mid air going out of their, you know, being whisked up. And then they say, you know, Jesus name, let me go. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they, uh, I'm, you know, saying quotations, you know, quotation marks with air air quotes um, that then they're back in their room and everything's fine. It doesn't happen anymore. And one of the, I just wanted to reiterate to the listeners too. It may not have heard that yet. Um, we asked Joe, like, has there ever been an instance of when someone was mid abduction and they said like, you know, Buddha save me from the aliens <laughs> right, right. or, you know, uh, yeah. Muhammad yeah, or, yeah. you know, whatever like that. And he mm-hmm. said, there's, mm-hmm. there's never been an incident where someone called on a name other than Jesus and it ended yeah. it. So I just wanted to reiterate that. Yeah, it's that's right. Yeah. That, it's, isn't that fascinating? And we've got the whole world and people yeah. suffer from this in every culture. They suffer from the gins, the incubus, mm-hmm. succubus, they go by many names mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it doesn't work when you call them the name of Muhammad yeah. or Krishna or Buddha. There, there's not thousands in, of uh, documented testimonies of people doing that right. like there are with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is the people who suffer from sleep paralysis, what the most common thread of people that of their, the open doorway, they've opened some sort of doorway to have this happen. Yeah. Almost 80 to 90% of people have messed with the occult, the Ouija board, their parent, their family has uh, experience in some sort of occult, secret society, witchcraft, uh, something has been a doorway to open that up. It yeah. doesn't uh, always happen just randomly. Um, there's usually an invitation. 
And I was going to say that's just to continue that thought is that's why we're seeing these like literal mass rituals of people like at a Black Lives Matter rally or this sounds really mm -hmm. stupid, but the fact that, you know, Sabrina, that new version on Netflix of Sabrina the Teenage Witch where they were using like literal real witch spells yeah. in the show and they were doing rituals so that it was getting the participant, you know, they were initiating the person that's watching it is going through the initiation ritual yeah. they're using real ones. Yeah. So people are, you know, I, I think cartoons. that's... Yeah, and like you see it at halftime half shows and Olympic opening ceremonies. Like, I mean, it's literally mass mm -hmm. rituals. Yeah. And even some people are saying like, you know, some of this COVID stuff with the masks, there's uh there's like some, they're talking about, you know, the whole idea that there's some kind of, uh, you know, you're, I don't want to say initiated, but it's a, uh, it's some kind of a ritual with the mask yeah six feet apart wearing a mask it's like part of the some sort of freemasonic ritual or something yeah i mean i, I don't know that's just coincidence but yeah who knows <laughs> it is hard once you start to look at these things it's hard to not like you start to notice them more and more um you know yeah. um i was i remember when you know i've t shared the story before with rosie when i watched the joker the new joker movie that came out and um, there was an incomplete ritual he did in there after he murdered his first victim, you know, and complete with a black and white tile floor and a mirror. And he became a different person after that situation, that dance he did in this bathroom, you know, when he ran after he murdered. And yeah. it, during the middle of it, it like dawned on me. I'm like, this is not just some artistic thing that's happening. This is actually some kind of ritual that's happening. And, mm -hmm. and then, then you start to pay a little bit more attention. And this is kind of why I love your music so much, because when, when you have a conversation with somebody who's not aware of these things, they're completely oblivious. You know, when, if you're yeah. just, if you're a normal person and you listen to Joe Rogan on his podcast and he talks about DMT all the time and how great it is, and he's literally promoting that drug. Uh, opening mm -hmm. a door. He's telling people to open a doorway into the spirit realm yourself, just like I have, you know. He's being used yep. by the enemy. People don't pick up on that mostly. They just say, oh, it's just a drug. It's crazy. He's a trip. He's kind of a partier guy or whatever, you know. And and so you have all these people that are completely asleep within the church. And that's the frustrating mm -hmm. part. You want to just shake them and be like, look at what's happening. Please read your Bible mm -hmm. and understand this. Um I remember yeah. uh, Hi Dr. Heiser had a huge impact on me and uh oh, yeah. and you know he his book The Unseen Realm and I remember speaking about Nephilim with my friends my, with believers you know and they just did not they didn't get it they didn't <clears throat> believe it even though there's there's evidence of like literally one of the best known stories in the Bible is David and Goliath, right? Goliath a Nephilim, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh and so yeah. they're you know, we you talk to them and you just want to shake them because they're just, and that's why I love your music. You're you're literally pinpointing these things in your lyrics, and if you pay attention to your lyrics, it's so it's so encouraging for me because I'm like, oh, he nailed that. That was so cool how he did that. Well, that's my goal. Is like you know, that's what I found is when I was discovering these things. As I was the same way. I became passionate, you know, on fire. How do I tell people? How do I get this information out? Because this is unbelievable. All these connections, 
you know, all these pieces of the puzzle that fit together. It's like, I need to tell people. And every time I try to talk to somebody, there's so many, there's such a foundation you've got mm-hmm. to lay to get to the point of letting them uh, fit all these pieces of the puzzle together. It's just like, and they just get lost before you get there. You know, you have to have a personal uh, passion to investigate these things, you know? And so I thought, you know, and that's why I thought, man, if I can, someone won't even listen to me for 30 seconds trying to talk to them about the Nephilim. Maybe if I do a song, yeah. they'll listen to a three song and I'm actually talking about the whole time and they're getting all this information and, uh, and over time they listen to all the music, they'll be putting all these kind of pieces of the puzzle together and it'll actually influence them or, or inspire them to, to dig deeper, you know, and that's my hope is I can be a link in the chain, you know, plant seeds like the sower and that people will then, you know, well, I want to know more about the, this kind of stuff. And then go out there too, like the Michael Heisers, the Joe Jordans, the Chuck Missers, all these people mm-hmm. who are really, really mm-hmm. the true researchers and, and ultimately have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. You know, but so many people that have, we have these, these common, uh, interest aliens you know dmt the spirit realm the paranormal we have these interests with the joe joe rogan type of people yeah. and, and that's i love listening to joe jordan because like being a fly on the wall to the heartbeat of america because he's one of the most influential people uh, to our society yeah and uh, and my i would love to get on a show like that and uh there would be ultimate to, to do something like that because that's my that's my i'm more doing this to wake people up than to just, you know, make Christians bob their head. Yeah. You know, I want people to, to actually be woken up and be inspired to, to uh, investigate these things themselves. Not that they're going to believe me, but they, that God would touch their heart and inspire them to uh, investigate more for themselves. You know, it's all mm-hmm. in God's timing. Uh, and I've had many, many people get in touch with me that, whose lives have been changed just in that way that, that they've listened to a song at just the right time or, somebody shared something with them or whatever and it spoke to them and uh and they turned their whole belief system around so i just praise god every day that he's just you know uh, he's blessed us with the ability to do this and and uh and make this music so it's yeah awesome. and i want to say uh it, as I, I grew up but i didn't really get to talk about this earlier but yeah i hip-hop was one of the first things uh as a white boy from the suburbs, uh, you know, that's what you listen to is rap. Um, and the, or at least in, in the 90s, you know, I was born in 90. So in 98, you know, I, I was a little too young, you know, Tupac and Biggie were already dead by the time I uh, got into, you know, that, but I was right on the cusp of it. And I've been like, you know, a hip hop head ever since and listened to a lot of underground stuff. And I remember when Turner sent me it, like my initial thing was, Oh, because consp- I've seen guys on like YouTube that are like conspiracy, you know, like I'm the red pill, you know, rapper, rapper or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And I yeah. listen to it and I'm like, okay, either like they got no flow, the beat's kind of sick, but it's like, eh, I don't really want to. Li- I listen to it because it's like, oh, this is like my people and I'll give them a like so that someone else can see it on YouTube. And and then all of a sudden I lose, you know, Turner sent me the, the stuff and I started listening to you. And I was like, that's why I said, how did you find this? Because I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. So I just want to also from like an aesthetic, um, you know, from from a hip hop head, like that you do all this stuff at the same time of it. Like, you know, not sounding I've listened to, you know, underground Christian hip hop is it's OK, but 
Um, you know, it's, it always seems like it's lacking in one of, you know, yeah. a couple areas. Uh, and just wanted to say, uh, like you guys kill it. It is the production is insane. You have insane flow and the lyrics are just so great. So yeah. if you like it, this is really like the whole package, like listen to the songs, you will be blown away. <laughs> um, even if I, I, I just, I love everything. So, um, I just want to also say you're doing all that stuff, but it's actually really good. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's, it's not corny. Like, trust right. me, it's yeah, like really good. Sure. Uh, no, I, I know what you mean for sure. I mean, that's one of the other reasons we wanted to do it. Yeah. Like, man, I was a fan of Christian rap and nobody's really talking about this stuff <laughs> or else it was just totally corny. Yeah. Nutty. And so I was like, man, somebody's got to raise the bar here a little bit, at least even if they're, don't appreciate the the subject matter, you know, that's, yeah. that's always been my, thing. you know, I think people see Christians as this one way or unbelievers see Christians as these nerdy, stupid yeah. people that mm-hmm. can't, do, can't do that. And my, I've always tried to, you know, shatter that, uh, those misconceptions, you know, and, and one of my things with, you know, being a creature designer, it, I still do that. You know, I oh. make and design creatures and, and, and monsters and aliens. And it's an incredible, I see it as almost a second ministry because I go to these conventions and that's the main thing I bring up to people is like, you know, cause everything I, I design is an original design. I say, mm-hmm. get all my inspiration through uh, the creation and through God, the creator, the greatest creature designer there is, you know, because if you look at all the things that God designs, you know, whether it's insects and uh, you know, uh, uh, dinosaurs or uh, deep sea creatures. I mean, there's some creepy looking things. So obviously, God's into creepy looking things, and that's yeah. not a sin. Be into creepy looking, scary stuff. And I think we we give Satan too much power and influence over a lot of things, and uh, and we don't realize that God has a, a bigger mind. Satan doesn't create anything. Satan's never that's made right. anything. All Satan does is imitate and invert and counterfeit the things of God. That's right. And, um, yeah. You know, so so I, I I like to blow the lid off these misconceptions <laughs> that people have about. Now you, uh, I remember I was listening to you on an interview, a pod, another podcast, I think it was, and you had mentioned that you made these. Uh, they they were like basically taxidermied alien heads. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you still have yeah, those? Like trophy heads. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I had my house burned down in like 2008, so I lost oh. all the molds. But oh. I had a back room where I had like kind of a gallery section, so I still have one of each of my heads. Um, but I never remade the molds of them. But I still work full time building statues, painting statues, and customizing uh, statues for. Uh, collectors that's what i do full-time for living oh that's, oh, that's cool that's awesome yeah because i was gonna say i'd love to try and figure out how to get one of those alien heads i'd love to have like one taxidermied on my wall in my office <laughs> well i have i do have a i did remake my alien gray taxidermy head so i do have an alien gray taxidermy head if you if you want to check that out i'll send you some pictures yeah that'd be cool yeah um that's awesome man <laughs> So what's what's next for you guys? Like I know you um, you sent me some files and and had some new stuff on there that I hadn't heard yet. Um, do you have something coming out here in twenty twenty one, or are you working on stuff? What's what's the plan? 
Yeah, I am working on you know new music. We're always working on new music, so uh, don't necessarily have a new album coming out in 2021. We just came out with this this uh, one in October of 2020, our brand new album, Shift Your Paradigm. So yeah. we're still kind of promoting that, getting that out, and make sure people know know that it's even out there. Um, you know, we're such a niche genre. We got to kind of make the rounds to all the niche fringe Christian <laughs> uh, shows and podcasts like you guys. So it's, it's a real blessing to, to always kind of to talk with all the different people that are researchers and into these same things. So, um, that's kind of what we're doing right now. And we'll probably come out with a lot more videos. We've got several more videos in the works Sweet. and, uh, you know, um, making new, new music, bunch of new interviews. And we've got some, we're working out some interviews that may really give us some exposure uh, to that we've never gotten before. So be uh, praying for that. Yeah, that absolutely. We, yeah. I'm going to pray you get on Joe Rogan. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's, it's close, man. It's somebody who has been on Joe Rogan. So, uh, Oh, cool. So Very uh, cool. Yeah, man. It's pretty cool. I would love to, uh, you know, here's the thing too, is that there's like a, <laughs> Name just popped in my head. I'll ask uh, you off air. <laughs> but. Yeah. There's a, uh, you know, when you were talking about the alien stuff, the the interdimensional part of it, like I used to never hear that. It, the only only people who were talking about that were were Christians, and now I hear it even in guys that wouldn't even claim to be Christian, yeah. spiritual or whatever they are, but they're not believers. You know, they don't have a saving faith, in my opinion, and uh, mm-hmm. and so and by their own admission, but uh, but they're they're agreeing with an interdimensional spiritual aspect for the mm-hmm. the the aliens and so that is like a great open door for you with you know your music yeah, and everything so maybe maybe exactly. there's yeah maybe there's something there for you man I, I we're gonna pray for that man i i just i love your stuff i'm a like i'm a fan and uh just to be able to say that i had with, had you on our podcast is going to be good for me. it's going to be great for me and here's the best part art is that i am like like for what it's worth i'm 50 and white as can be so you know when i'm in the car with my wife i'm 49 i'm 49 oh sweet all right yes yeah, see so for me to be able to impress rosie and to give him your music and him be like oh this is great where'd you find this that for me was a win right there so you helped me uh in a big way that way <laughs> sweet sweet yeah no i, I mean you never too old to rap right so i mean it's like <laughs> all you look at all these guys like snoop dogg and eminem they're yeah. getting just as old so they're still rapping so i figure it uh, and all the you know all the rockers, they're still mm-hmm. like seventy, <laughs> eighty years old, still rocking it. So heck, right. why not? And you know, especially with people just recognizing this stuff more and more, uh, a lot of these subjects are becoming more externalized. So we're uh, we're just praising God, you know, that that in, all in His timing that He's allowed it to happen. And uh, yeah. but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people that who did not believe these things were interdimensional who now do believe it. Not only the alien thing, there's a lot of unbelievers that believe in giants. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of unbelievers that believe in, uh, you know, even demons. And, you know, but if you look at this, this there's the truther movement, basically, kind of the anonymous group. And you find they kind of align themselves with the David Icke types yeah. and uh, Michael Pissarian Michael and yeah. Jordan Maxwell, like all these people that expose, expose the Illuminati, expose the uh 
conspiracies, all these, they're exposing all these real true things. But when you get to the end of it and you're like, what's the answer? What do we do? <laughs> right. We fight it all. And they're like, stronger magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, that's literally what you get to the end result. They're literally, you, you realize they're literally in stronger magic. We need to use white magic against their black magic. Exactly. I mean, there's people, I've seen the videos where there's people that go to Bohemian Grove, not to protest Bohemian Grove, but to protest they're not allowed in, to worship next to Molech, let us in, why right. did this in, let us in too. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really is crazy. Yeah, I, I was just thinking there's like, uh, the biggest thing is hearing someone, uh, I don't think it's any of the three um, that you mentioned, but at the same time, even just like the openness, I've heard like, I don't think that I don't call myself a researcher or truth or whatever. I, I don't know what I am. I'm Christian that <laughs> reads a lot of weird stuff. Uh, but um, it's like crazy when you hear someone and they'll openly, not even just like the good magic, when people like, there's a division amongst people like just about Aleister Crowley. Like you'll hear people making the case for him. And you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you can understand that at all. And they're like, oh, you know. He was he was a gentleman's no spy. Or, you know, yeah. It's all propaganda. There's no foundation to They're yeah. all just making it up as they go along. They can't agree on anything. It's, the same as the secret society. That's the one thing with the Bible. We've got exactly. one solid foundation. That's right. <laughs> exactly. It's, and, and it's unchanging. It's never going to move. That's mm -hmm. what's so great. Yeah. And it's and it's yeah. and it's been proven again and again and again. Every generation tests it and tries it, and then finds out that it's gonna. You know, it's like what was that? What was that phrase about uh, the hammer? It's like uh, every uh, the largest hammer that tries to break the Bible only ends up breaking itself. You know, as they try and mm. come against it. But yeah. uh, you yeah. know, so that's what we have. And you know, uh, I just I think it's really. For me, it you know the reality of a lot of, of everything we're talking about can be really frightening. If you know, Rosie and I have had some pretty weird spiritual experiences just in the course of the couple of years doing this podcast. Uh, I think just exposing that stuff sometimes put opens mm -hmm. you up for attack. You know, yeah. and uh, for sure, it is real. It's very real. But uh, I I would much I would much rather be in the middle of the real battle, the real fight, than than have a veil over my eyes and think that I'm in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what's sad. There's always people that have all this hate for Satan, but no love for God. Mm. You know, it's like, how does that work? you know, you guys are out there trying to expose all these satanic pedophiles, but you have no even interest in the Bible right. or God or Jesus, the things that can conquer and destroy these things. It's like, why do you even believe in Satan? I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, what do you, they're, they're so convinced because they see the satanic stuff. They know it's real because they've either experienced something supernatural or uh, seen something supernatural and they see these elite interests. They know it's real, but they, they're not willing to take the next step and, and investigate the Bible right? so they can actually, you know, fight these things. But uh, that's, that's what right. I implore people, man, don't buy into the nonsense of whatever preconceived notions you think the Bible and Christianity are because there are a lot of disinformation, you know, like, you know, big religion, basically all these mega churches and all these things that give false, uh, false influence of, or a false interpretation of what really real Christianity is. Mm -hmm. You know, they see the Catholic church. I, I was raised Catholic church. I went to Catholic school. I know what the Bible is about. 
I don't want <laughs> right. anything to do with Tracy. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, you're missing the point. You know, you're, you, that's part of the deception. So I just, I just really implore people to investigate and that one of, you know, going back as well to these things, uh, as unbelievers are, are realizing these same things. The other thing that we see is how they muddy the waters. So as, and the idea of giants becomes more mainstream and more people know about it. Now all of a sudden giants are like entire mountainsides and mud yeah. fossils. And <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> lies and disinformation and rabbit trails to nowhere. And those are all, that's all part of the satanic plan. I mean, look at how much they did put disinformation. Same with the flat earth. Sorry if your people are into flat earth, but same with the mud fossils, all that kind of stuff. I believe this is, part of the disinformation to lead people, uh, down the wrong path. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, and to muddy the waters of truth to say somebody's like, Oh, that's one. What is that? I'm interested. Let me look that up. They look it up and it goes straight to like giants were 30 foot tall or mountainside. This whole mountainside is a dead giant, you know, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, that's what these people believe. Okay. I'm out of here. You know, and at the end of it, you know, and so that's their goal is to put all this disinformation, attach it to real true things. And so people that are new to researching it, you know, don't go any further because they just think it's all crazy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the, 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 talk about the giant, like the mountain giant, have you seen the, tr- the giant trees where they look at the plateaus and they say it's the base of a tree? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Devil's towers, a tr- petrified tree. I mean, yeah. people, they, same with the dinosaurs don't exist movement. Yeah. That was literally started by a group of atheists. It's been proven now. That was started by a group of atheists that were wow. trolling people. People fell for it. Yeah. Like Christians, wake up. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The, the internet is like the greatest weapon, but it's also the greatest weakness in the in in all of this because the information confirmation is very difficult. You know, and yeah. a lot of people won't. They'll look at a meme and they won't even check to see if it's true. You know, mm-hmm. and and they just buy it. Bias. Yeah, and they just re- repost it, and and then that's that. Now that's that's their truth. Like that's uh, their truth becomes a meme, you know. And and it's just sad um, when you start to really unpack some yeah. of these things. There, there's so much more to them. And but uh, I think yeah, that's a great point. Is we have to protect the truth, you know, at all costs. And if these things that we believe in don't line up with scripture, then we need to be able to you know adjust what we're believing. Uh, to to fit mm-hmm. more on, under the banner of scripture because of that, but yeah, that's the I, my hardest part though is the ones that like when you talk about Nephilim, they they they're the old school, and they they're they're like, no, it's the sons of Seth and, and the sons of Cain, you know, and and they have that whole mindset, and they just don't want to believe that it could possibly be, you know, angels came down, you know, fallen angels, you know, actually had sexual relations with humans uh, to create a, a weird hybrid breed of giants they just have a hard time with yeah. that you know i will say one thing well, that, I mean, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. i'm sorry no you go oh i was gonna say <laughs> i've recently come around to the uh dinosaurs don't exist unironically <laughs> and it's only because i know when i i it's like I, I just keep seeing like that uh like the graph or the iq graph with the meme where it's like the you know 
person with the 60 IQ and it's like the, you know, the quote, everything in the Bible is literally true. And then like hundred at the peak and it's like, oh, there's, you know, whatever, whatever. And then like high IQ, 160, like everything in the Bible is true. And it's, <laughs> I've just adopted the dinosaurs don't exist. And it's like, yeah, if it's not literally in the Bible, just to like piss off leftists, because um, if they're going to call me like all this, you know, crazy stuff anyway, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't see the word dinosaur in the Bible. It doesn't exist. You know what? Like, whatever, man. Levi- Does it make you mad? Le- I don't believe in science brother. either. You got Leviathan and Bohemoths. They talk yeah, about They were dragons. Yeah. No, it was an alligator, man. And a, and a, and a rhinoceros. All right. You know what? Don't step to me. A unicorn's in the Bible, though. <laughs> In the King James uh, I've version, I've got a song called uh, "I've got a song called Remembered as Dragons," and it is all about the Book of Job and the Behemoth and Leviathan. Oh, yeah. So, mm. yeah, that's good. That's Dang, awesome. I, I don't like—I don't appreciate you talking me out of my joke stance now that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, this has been awesome, yeah. Mark. I really appreciate you spending time with us tonight and and uh, sharing. You know, just you know, your perspective on things. And now even more, I'm a fan. Like I knew before I was, but now just talking to you and hearing your heart on things, it's, it's so great. I think you have a really special ministry. You know, I don't know if you look at it as a ministry, but I do believe it's from the Lord. And I'm just, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just so thankful that you are doing what you're doing. And, and I, you know, it blesses me. So selfishly, I can say, keep going, but for the sake of the gospel, please keep going, man. And, and I'll just, uh, you know, I hope to see you continue to grow and in influence. And uh, when you get big, like really big and you're on Rogan, just, you know, throw out a like, hey, All Out War had me on their podcast once. Just You can just say that. <laughs> <That'd> be... <laughs> yeah, that... I remember that. Okay. <laughs> cool. cool. And, and if, if we ever go on Rogan, we'll be sure to. <laughs> right. Turner, you're so selfish. Yeah, <laughs> He's exactly. only thinking about himself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll scratch your back. Like if I <laughs> hey man, have you check out Ark man? Look, listen to Destiny Lab. These guys are amazing. That's what I'll do. So yeah, yeah. Well, one step at a time, right? All in God's timing, and uh, you know, you look at how God works. He loves to reach down and le- use the people you would least expect. So yeah, you yeah, never man. know what's gonna. That's so true, man. That's so yeah. true. Man, well, thanks so much for joining yes. us on this episode. And, and all of our listeners, if you're listening right now, if you're still on, hang in there. We've got another song here on the back end of this that we that you're going to really love. And we want to encourage you to go check out all of Destiny Lab's stuff. Go to their website. You can click on their links through our show notes here. Um, but check out their music. They're available on Spotify and uh, many different streaming dev- uh, streaming locations. So check out their music. Share them. Share them with your friends and uh, and give them a listen. It, you will not regret it. So, well, Ark, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It's been a blessing. And yeah, if you guys ever uh, need to fill a spot, give me a holler. Heck Let yeah. Come on, chat again. Yeah, man. Awesome. You definitely have an open door here anytime. So, and if you ever need to, if you ever need someone to like say something in a sample so you can sample. <laughs> I'll I'll say something crazy like yo dinosaurs are stupid and then you can like drop that hit me up and I'll uh, I'll say anything I got your back man I'll say whatever you want. Okay guys, thank you so much. Thanks brother. Thank we'll, you. We'll talk to you soon, man. Okay. See ya. Bye.
Dawkins told the crowd they should ridicule religious people. Let me quote him. He says, mock them, ridicule them in public. Their beliefs are insane, therefore they should be ridiculed with contempt. Yes, in the future this may serve as a reminder. Like a verbal time capsule, audio treasure. Man for the minds that denied in the past. Ignoring the signs every time that we ask you to listen. You dismissed us consistently and now you're living out prophecy. First in witness to the times and the miseries. No denying all the signs. And conspiracies. We pour our heart out and urge you to listen. Implore you to think, to make the right decision. Laughing aside, you displayed the devil's advocate. Every time you heard the truth, you turned the opposite. Rejected anything, stood against your politics. Convince yourself that you were good by thinking positive. Always the optimist. Are you so confident that ignorance is bliss during the apocalypse? Smack dab in the middle of the storyline. Slap in your face, shift in your paradigm. Switching your mind for the memories you blocked out. Information that you knew was true but locked out. Conversations that you wish could be repeated. Morning calls that you wish you would have heeded. Thought all those Christians were living in denial. But now you do anything to understand the Bible. Every day triggers for memories, reminders. Remaining remnants remembered by survivors. Pieced together from the fragments of a quagmire. Lost souls gathered hunger around a campfire. Brought together through the common recollections. Torn apart by the warnings that they questioned. Looking back, they knew this day was unavoidable. They hated God and racist sin whenever possible. Gave control to everything they knew was evil. Sold their souls and now they're living like medieval. A whole world without laws or morality. Living in poverty and running from reality. I had a picture of missed opportunities. All the what ifs and lost possibilities. Cities burn like a giant crematorium. Mountaintops collapse like an accordion. Wars are rumbling, governments crumbling. Storm clouds gathering around, hear the thundering. Smack dab in the middle. Of the storyline, slap in your face, shift in your paradigm, switching your mind for the memories you blocked out. Information that you knew was true but locked out. Conversations that you wish could be repeated. Morning calls that you wish you would have heeded. Thought all those Christians were living in denial, but now you do anything to understand the Bible. Anarchy reigns in the streets, in the alleyways. No escape from the pain in the end of days. Left alone with no internet or telephone. Cities and graveyards crumbling, catacombs, apocalypse. Dick, wickedness and pestilence Epidemics and afflictions, malevolence No protection, no government or military Just infections and really full cemeteries Catastrophes on another level, biblical Miserable when the locust swarm is visible Turn and run from the state, you knew the outcome Acting dumb and ignorant and asking how come A social justice warrior with your politics Emotional, convince yourself with willing ignorance Way too late, no excuse can ever save face And now you're living in a world without a safe space Smack dab in the middle of the storyline, slap in your face, shift in your paradigm, switching your mind for the memories you blocked out, information that you knew was true but locked out, conversations that you wish could be repeated, morning calls that you wish you would have heeded, thought all those Christians were living in denial, but now you do anything to understand the Bible. What if you're wrong? Well, what if I'm wrong? I mean, anybody could be wrong. What if you're wrong about the great juju at the bottom of the sea?